Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good morning, fellas. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, guys. Big fan of the show. It's Jeremy White and Joe DiBiase. Good morning, Jeremy and Joe. Hello there. Hey, you Hey guys, love the show. Big fans over probably 20 years. Hey guys, how you doing today? Hey guys, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Call or text WGR at 8030550 or post on X at WGR550 and get connected to Jeremy and Joe now. Hey, good morning, Jeremy and Joe. Yesterday we learned that the NFL is going to play a game in Brazil and it's the second day of the season. Yeah, the Friday. Which, now that we're... We know that it kind of makes sense, right? I I, I did not search yes. this, but I believe it is. Is it an eleven-hour flight to from Philadelphia to Sao Paulo? Because it's the same time zone—that's but... the thing, right? You don't have to worry about the sleep science, but you do have to worry about the absurdly long flight. Just how long it is in general. Yeah. yeah. So the Eagles will host somebody. And it's going to be the Friday after the season opener. The season opener, of course, will be either San Francisco or Kansas City, whoever wins. By the way, the Chiefs come here, so the Bills will not be playing on opening night. It's a I mean, 13-hour flight. 13 hours. From Philadelphia to... I mean, that's that's if you're flying commercially, where, where I just looked it up. I mean, charter, it's probably quicker, but not. it can't be by much. So yeah. that's going to be a, a long one. Yeah. For the Eagles. And but they can get there two weeks ahead if they probably want sure. to. Sure. And you have the extra yeah. day to come home yeah. as well. So, uh, Sao Paulo on Friday, right after the opening game. Cool. The commissioner did his press conference yesterday. Mm-hmm. I saw a little bit of speculation that Roger Goodell did it on Monday rather than when he normally does, which is Friday. I think it comes it's Friday. It's usually or, late in the week. It's late in the week. Yeah. And there was a, a, a cynical suggestion, which I'm not disputing – I mean, you can decide how cynical it is that he did it early in the week to duck half the media. Not everybody shows up on Monday, right? Or of Super Bowl week. What does so, he have to duck though? Well, really? I mean, rather this, than he's had more controversial press conferences, I'm sure, right? Like, I mean, the the year when George Floyd happened, like Kaepernick, like that stuff, like yeah, that would have been. It, more overtly, oh yeah, he's ducking everybody if he did it on a Monday. Well, they've got their issues with streaming, getting a exclusive game that came up. Yep. That Peacock got that Chiefs and Dolphins game. Quick thought for you on the idea of the Super Bowl going pay-per-view, which, you know, that, that comes up all the time, right? Every once in a while we get mm-hmm. that question. I think the NFL would be flirting with, not flirting with disaster, but I think it's dangerous. Isn't this Super Bowl a great example of that? Pay-per-view Super Bowl. Oh, the Chiefs are in it for the third time in a row? Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm not buying that. Mm-hmm. I'm If it's on my television, I will watch it. Yep. And I'll see the commercials. But the idea that I've got to do extra work now, mm-hmm. I have to pay for this game, I just think if you 
introduce a step to the process and how much would they charge that they would be able to make money? They get endless amounts of money from advertisers and mm-hmm. they can just up their rates. How many years in a row has it been we hear the Super Bowl commercials are sold out two months in advance? Right. If for, they, for millions, hundreds of millions. Per second. Like, yeah. If they doubled the prices, would they not sell it out? They might. Yeah. So the idea that they you're can charge gonna, whatever they want, kinda. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm I'm not one that believes too much that they're gonna do any sort of pay-per-view option and on streaming alone like the super bowl goes to peacock or netflix or amazon prime goodell said yesterday that not while he's in the job that 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 won't happen so and he just signed an extension so you got at least a few years before that yep yep. that might be more believable to me that that will happen eventually though than pay-per-view that it is going to be streamed eventually the super bowl will be right exclusive to amazon prime in the year 2035 and just that's where you got to get it. Yeah. And it's not quite pay per view. It's you get this thing. You kind of have. You just have to have it. If you want the Super Bowl, you have. You have to have it. That's already happening with primetime games now. That's what happened with the playoff game this year. So that slow crawl, I think, is going to is going to happen. Eight oh three oh five fifty, one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. Goodell also said the NFL needs to find a way to keep kickoffs in the game. Do they? Is yeah. it even in the game right now? Yeah, I don't. I, what's the What's the obsession with needing the kickoff? They could get rid of it tomorrow, and we'd all forget about it in a year. That's That's my opinion. Yeah. We, we already get so few plays. Well, over, that's, a, I, over I, a whole season. That's the I think his point when he says keep the kickoff in the game. He means find a way to bring the kickoff return back okay. without injuries, because the goal is to, of course, get injuries down. And keep the kickoffs in as it stands right now. Injuries are way down, and the kickoff is just you know kind of gone. Well, don't they have this idea that in the XFL that like worked, where yeah. th- they're all lined up and nobody starts running? Like you're way closer to the returner, but nobody starts running until the ball has been caught. That seems like a pretty easy and obvious fix. I saw a, a, a suggestion that the only reason the NFL hasn't done that yet is because they was it wasn't their idea. Yeah. And if it's not their idea, they're going to be slow to it because they don't want to just be seen as playing copycat. But, like, who cares? If you want the kickoff and that's the best idea, XFL doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> like the UFL, right? They combined with the USFL and now they're a different old league like together, whatever. It does Who cares? Nobody's watching that anyway. Just do it and half the people will think it was your idea. They might. Meanwhile, they're focusing on things like the tush push. And fumbles out of the end zone. Did he Good. talk about that yesterday? The tush push. I didn't see a clip about him talking about the tush push yesterday. I know he wants it. He wants it out. That was what I was going to say because that was a report during the year that he specifically yeah. wants it gone. He thinks it should go away, yeah. which I'd be fine with. Eight hundred three hundred five fifty. Here's what we're asking today. We've got a Twitter poll about this and a bunch of answers uh, repli- replies. If you want to give us a call, please do. Join us. Has the Super Bowl changed for you as a Bills fan since they've become good? And you know, the way you feel about this week is, uh, I don't know. We we used to we used to have storylines, Joe. You know, we used to trying to think of a Super Bowl where we we weren't totally upset about well, it. Well, I think I'm used to it because I mentioned you lived earlier, the Brady life. Brady is in the first Super Bowl that I can remember. So, how many Super Bowls for me are uh, because so, it's it's New England or it's Kansas City? I mean, it's it's a lot of them. So you've watched 20 Super Bowls and pretty much hated 15 of them. 
<laughs> yeah, kind of. Like, yeah. going into it especially. Life is pain. You, 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 <laughs> yes. you are used to hating the Super Bowl. I am very used to hating the Super Bowl. The, the ones that they're not involved in, like... There was the it was the fifteenth anniversary the other day of the uh the, the Steelers and Cardinals Super Bowl. Like game was awesome. Game was great. It was. Storyline Larry Fitzgerald and storylines everywhere. Look at Kurt Warner's back. And what else? Like you had even like Stafford a couple years ago against the Bengals. Like I like Matthew Stafford. Like that was a cool story. I was rooting for him to win it. McVeigh was a cool story too. Um like you have that a few times. But it's not Drew Brees winning the Super Bowl only a couple of years after Katrina uh, for New Orleans. The few times I've gotten non-Mahomes or Brady Super Bowls, they've been pretty good stories. But it, it's yeah, how many is it? It's how many Super Bowls did, did Brady go to? Was it ten? He lost two to the Giants. He lost another one to the Eagles, and then he went with the Bucks. So it's eleven. Eleven. He went to eleven Super Bowls, yeah, and this is Mahomes' fourth. So that's fifteen. Fifteen. I mean, I just want them both to go away now. I'm not quite there with Mahomes. I was with Brady. But, man, it's it's those two in almost every game, including the one where it was both of them, by the way. Yeah, right. Yikes. Couple yeah. couple tweets on this. One, it's changed because I'm older, not because of the Bills. Last decade has been year to year. Sometimes I watch, sometimes it's on, but no attention given. A couple of years I skipped. Skipped? Oh, I know, that's that's saying something. Carly writes yeah. in, my husband's insisting we only watch the SpongeBob version because it'll be less depressing. Ooh, that's an idea. If you're really depressed about this matchup or just watching the Chiefs again, I think, hey, the Nickelodeon broadcast might be uh, might be the thing for you. Scott writes in, and this is, I think, what a lot of the, the, the sentiment is, it's annoying now getting close and always missing, ready for the Super Bowl to be done with so I don't have to hear about it anymore. Yeah, you, you that that's... I like where this this lands, Scott, because the Super Bowl is in the way of finally getting on to the rest of it. Yeah. You know, you're wait- if Bills fans could push a button and start free agency today, yeah, you'd wouldn't do it. we do it? You'd all do it. Everyone would do let's it. Go, let's go. Let's go. We're impatient. Let's get Bean to work here. Right. Start free agency. Let me start seeing the sunglass memes about some you know third string receiver <laughs> that they paid three million dollars yes, to. Yes. I don't even need the big fish. Get me just anybody new. Get me a new player, a new idea. Get me to the combine. Get me to pro days. Then the draft, where I can start to think about how this team's going to attack to get back to this spot. And Josh Allen really laid it out at the Pebble Beach Pro Am, where he said, "It's great to be here, but it also stinks." He doesn't want to play in that anymore. He wants to be playing in this game this week. And I think that resonated, obviously, with a lot of Bills fans. So, yeah, you get to this spot, and it's just, uh, all right, fine. Go play your game. Play your game. Mm-hmm. All right, fine. We're on to the next season. Their game and then their parade. And your parade. And get up there and claim everybody doubted you and nobody believes in you and put some respect on the name of the yeah. Chiefs. So really we have like two more weeks until it's like full go like okay we're, Til done. we're clear. We're put this year in the rearview mirror because it's all it's all over. Yeah. We're two weeks away from you know Travis Kelsey getting up on the stage and right exactly shouting down everybody that doubted the Kansas City Chiefs when it was like three people out of 1500 that have a podcast somewhere <laughs> in the world. I mean but they I, were doubted. I was one of them. But like it was earned, yeah. Right, like it yes, was earned. Yes. At Mahomes, I thought actually put it well. Was it after the Bills game? It might have been after the AFC Championship game, where he 
basically said people doubted us, but rightfully so. Like, he, he basically gave credit to, no, like, we should have, this was not the same looking team. Like, we ended up here. It was kind of a, all right, like, people would have been doubting us out there, but it was because we were losing games to Aiden O'Connell. Like, what were, what were you supposed to do? We were scoring a full touchdown less per game than we normally have. I mean, it was inevitable that that was going to happen. They they kind of earned it. But the defense maybe is the one the group that you could say, you know, if you're Ladarius Sneed and you get up there and say people doubted us, like maybe he's got more of a right to that because I, I'm guilty of just bypassing how good their defense was. Like, oh, it doesn't matter. Their offense is not as good as it used to be. They're not going to make the Super Bowl. They can't. And then their defense has been like you amazing. Know, they won the AFC Championship game seventeen to ten. Yeah, seventeen to ten. Maybe it, that's the type of Super Bowl we're getting. By the way, a low scoring, low one? scoring defensive game. Well, the, one of the questions is: if you want to get to some matchup stuff, will the Niners do what the Ravens did not, which is run the ball? Mm-hmm. The scouting reports on the Chiefs have been they're not a good run defense. They're 31st in the league in EPA per play in terms of uh, zone runs against. They're bad. They don't stop a zone run scheme. You know who the best zone run scheme in the NFL is? The Niners. Yup. Uh-huh. So will the Niners do what they do better than anybody against a team that doesn't stop it? And, of course, will Steve Spagnuolo have an answer for it? But, you know, big criticism of the Ravens was, what are you doing? Right, six handoffs to, you, to Tony Mace. You are a running team. You mm-hmm. do that pretty well, not as much as they had been in years past, but that's a lot of what you do. You're good at it, and you didn't do it against a team that's bad. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I It is funny for the Niners. It is all McCaffrey. Yeah. Like, by percentage, more than anybody in the league. Like, it's all that guy. In fact, Debo is really their other their other guy. That they'll they'll get involved in the in the rushing game. He was, I mean, if you look at their like rush success rate and all those numbers on the year, like Elijah Mitchell, he only had seventy five carries, less than three hundred yards. Like it's it's McCaffrey, and then right after that, it's Debo. He had two hundred twenty five yards on thirty seven carries on the season. Like we're we're seven yards per attempt, just about. So getting him involved too. I mean, Debo, yeah. Are we about to enter an off season where? He gets compared to everybody that has yards after catch is going to be compared to Debo again because he goes off in the Super Bowl and that's fresh in our minds. Could be because that happened three years ago, two years ago. There was a year where he just was unbelievable at the end of the year, and the whole off season was this guy's Debo, this guy's Debo, this right. Travis Etienne's Debo. They're that, all Debo. That was the year we 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 kind of invented the phrase, or he might have said it, wide back. Like he wanted to be paid like a, oh, yeah. like a receiver and a running back because he played receiver and running back. Right, he's a wide back. Well, well, McCaffrey also would. There's there's a thing out there that's been true. Like you can pull up a list of the Super Bowl winning running backs over the last what is it like seven years, eight years, and there's just nobody. He'll like be- it's Legarrette Blunt. It's <laughs> it's nobody. It's it's Pache- I mean Clyde Edwards Hilaire with the Chiefs. He's not even the starter anymore. And McCaffrey winning it on Sunday would be like the first time a team. All out, invested a bunch in their running back, paid the guy. He's one of the best in the league, and they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, it doesn't happen. McCaffrey's don't win the Super Bowl. That's right. Derrick Henry's never got close. That's right. There's there's a couple things that don't happen in finger quotes that one of them is going to go away. That one or 
Mahomes on a big contract, right? For a little while there, we lived in a, hey, quarterbacks uh, don't win the Super Bowl after their first entry level. you got to take advantage Mm -hmm. of that because once you get that big cap hit, nobody wins. And that's expectedly, Mm -hmm. is that the word I'm looking for? As expected. That's gone away. If anybody thought once Mahomes and Burrow and Allen and keep adding them in here all get paid, those guys are going to be winning Super Bowls. So the idea that you had to win a Super Bowl on a rookie contract, of course, you have an advantage if the guy's good, but... Wouldn't this be the third year in a row that a guy on like a bigger contract has won it? Mm -hmm. Because Stafford's a big contract. Stafford was a big contract, and then Mahomes back-to-back years. Mm -hmm. Who's before Stafford? Brady. Uh, Brady. Brady took those, those... you know, he was cheating behind the scenes the whole time. But I don't know if Mahomes' cap hit was nearly as big last year as it is this year. But again, that whole yeah. thing about trading Tyreek Hill, getting picks and building the defense was because of the cap crunch coming from Mahomes and the big contract, the one that, you know, Allen's going to hit one for the Bills as well. I mean, it's kind of proof you can just do it a bunch of different ways. Yeah. There's not one way to do it. Mahomes this year, yeah, to, he's this year a $37 million cap hit. His cap hit is $37 million. And what's Purdy's? One? Like, it's the last pick of the draft. It's nothing. So you can derive whatever narrative you want from who wins this game, but there's multiple ways to do it. You can have a super freak show, all-pro quarterback, one of the best in the league, um, and have him on a big contract and win it. Or, you know, Shanahan would be the first real proof of, oh, you can go cheap. Go cheap at quarterback. If you if your scheme is right and your infrastructure around that quarterback is set up, which for Purdy, I mean, it's perfect. It's there's nothing you wouldn't change anything. The line's great. The skill position players there's a little bit of everything. Ayuk gets open. Debo with the yak. McCaffrey in the backfield. Shanahan call, like it is to a T perfect for any quarterback to walk in there. So you're gonna get narrative of copycat whatever happens on Sunday but Mahomes is a monster contract and Purdy's got a one million dollar contract and you know if the Niners win it will be more about I think that hey look how important if you have the right offensive coach yep what that can do for you scheme what scheme can get you and building it that way I mean they've built it out and Purdy ultimately ascends to that job if he's not here's the funny thing about Purdy because, you know, the game manager stuff, he was Mr. Irrelevant, last pick in the draft. If he's a second-round pick, he's yeah. still talked about as a game manager, but he probably gets more credit. That's probably right. That's probably right. I heard Paul on with Bulldog yesterday, who is an Iowa State football fan, who basically, though, gave credit to why he's a seventh-round pick. Because he was not good at Iowa State. <laughs> like, I can't believe what this guy is doing. He was not good. He will, like, shrivel up at Iowa State. So, like, if you look at his numbers, they're not all that impressive. Um, is America ready for a world where Brock Purdy has won a Super Bowl? Is there anything to that? I don't know if I'm ready for it. Won't that add to the disdain of Allen and the Bills don't have one? I don't think so. The question becomes... Because that's, will, that is, like, uh, this guy's got one you, you, and we don't? You kind of got to it. For at, Once Trent Dilfer won the Super Bowl, that lived as a talking point for a good 20 years. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of gone now because usually the best quarterbacks win the Super Bowl. Right. Purdy coming in if he wins one. I just wonder what that does to the conversation. If you're a team, right, think of all these quarterbacks coming out in the draft and you're a fan of the Vikings. Mm-hmm. You like the Vikings. 
Should they draft a quarterback? Why? Brock Purdy won a Super Bowl. Oh, man. Right? Yeah. You, you kind of have to worry about that thing coming back. Yeah. And that was happening after Dilfer won the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, you don't need had, the top Joe, guy? We had a stretch there. It was Dilfer. You had Brad Johnson. You had, like, two or three guys. Rex Grossman made a Super Bowl. You had two or three. Who who was in, Who played uh, Dilfer? Wasn't it uh, Kerry Collins? It was Kerry Collins. I yes. mean, even that. Brady also, at the beginning, as we've talked about, like yep. was not putting up insane numbers. Like, there was some Purdy-esque stuff to that, too. Maybe I don't want the Niners to win. Yeah, you do. I don't. I don't like any of the, how this sounds. I'm also a Shanahan doubter. You are. He shouldn't get away with it. Just half-assing at a quarterback, missing on the top investments. Well, this gets. I mean, to, he missed. He missed this, on the big contract and the it, trade it, guy, it, and then it, he missed on the pick. If I could make a comparison, Christian Benford versus Kyer Elam. Benford's good. Elam's a bust. If they swapped draft spots, everybody'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance and. Brock Purdy. If they swapped draft spots, mm-hmm. everybody'd be fine. I mean, it'd be weird if Purdy was drafted third overall. It would have been nuts. <laughs> because people would say he's not that good. But if he's putting up these numbers at the third overall pick, yeah. it would be different. We'll get some calls in. 803-0550. On whether or not the Super Bowl just hits you different now that the Bills are good. Yeah. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. we got to guess this Dallas hot dog as well. The Dallas, Dallas dog. dog. The Dallas hot dog at the arena tonight. Uh, if you're they need it to be no goal themed in some way, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I don't know how you would go about that. Ooh. There's, There's got to be a way. You put a foot in the crease of the bun. You know. <laughs> They design Actually, listen, on listen, each hot dog, on. there's like a food coloring, the, and then no. there's a skate in it. I was just going to say that. Hey, Sabres, I don't know if it's too late to do this. You have to go buy 10,000 little mini hockey figurines, cut uh-huh. off their feet, and put a skate in the crease of the bun in every hot dog you sell tonight. <laughs> That's what you have to do. Uh-huh. There's no other answer I will accept at this point. Yeah. You can't just put baked beans or bacon on it and call it Dallas dog. You gotta put a skate in the crease of that bun. What if they like take uh like one of those branding things, the, just the branding iron or whatever, and then at each hot dog right after it's done being grilled, you have to undercook it just enough so that you could see this. <laughs> There's a you have like a branding thing that says no goal on it. So you brand no goal into each hot dog. I don't hate that either. Get a gr- yeah, just get a grill grate. They're gonna flame broil the, the bun. Yeah, and the, the grill grate says no goal, and you just grill it right on there, like panini press. Right. We should have been we should have been giving them ideas ahead of time. This these all sound very hard to pull off, though. I'm not gonna lie. Ah, come on. <laughs> it's gonna have like Dallas comes. It's gonna wa- have it's gonna have onion rings. They on come it. once really a, all once a do. year. They're here. Dallas, yeah. Jeremy and Joe, you can give us a call. Uh, Jake, stick with us. We'll go right to your call on the other side on Purdy and Mahomes and. You know, this matchup, it's uh, Super Bowl week, of course. Chiefs and 49ers. Ugh. Join us here on WGR. I guess for the average person, 
How much money is too much money for the NFL to, you know, to try to get out of the little man? Just to be clear, this is developing a platform that a lot of consumers are on. A lot of our fans are moving in that direction. They're not just getting an NFL game. They're getting, you know, a value in the sense of $5.99, I think it was, for a month of the service. And they could get it for $30, $29.99 for a year. That's entertainment. That's where, that's where people are going, right? They're looking for those opportunities to expand on the amount of content they can acquire through these platforms. That's ultimately good for the consumers, but it's important for us to be on those platforms because that's where consumers are, particularly the younger demographic. So to that younger demographic, good morning, Jeremy and Joe. Get to a couple calls here in a moment. Follow-up for you. That's Roger Goodell on an exclusive game on Peacock, right? NFL streamed yep. the soup, uh, Sorry, the Chiefs. Dolphins playoff game exclusively on Peacock. Something else happened on Peacock this weekend, Joe, and I've got two little pieces of evidence to point out the younger demographic. So, on Sunday, Arsenal played Liverpool. Mm. Did you see it? What ha- I don't know if you saw what happened in the game. Was, uh, you, did you see the outcome? I saw the outcome. Oh, you did. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Good. You haven't mentioned it. It's Tuesday. I feel like you know you might want to mention that. So, anyway... Who's top of the table? Who's still, <laughs> still top of the table? So anyway, <laughs> there was an alternate feed of that game, yeah, which was called the game feed. Mm-hmm. You know, Re- Rebecca Lowe before is saying, "Hey, you can go to this alternate feed." I turned it on, and kind of expected like an Amazon Next Gen Stats broadcast. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a hey, the streaming platforms actually do offer some things that are nice. If you've been watching the NFL on Amazon Prime, the Next Gen Stats broadcast is awesome. Visually, it's cool. They have it now where if you want this as an option, it'll flash who the likely blitzer is, and then that guy goes on a blitz, and it'll flash a receiver green when they're open, and you get the all-22 view. The Arsenal-Liverpool game, the game view of it, I expected Mm -hmm. a lot of other video game elements because that's why they call it the game. It's supposed to look like a video game. It looked like, if anybody out there has played FIFA, Mm -hmm. that's what it looked like. It was the FIFA camera angle you were watching an actual game, but it looked like a video game. And Richard Deitch pointed this out. When the NFL on CBS on February 1st tweeted out how they have 165 cameras, all these angles, Richard Deitch does the Sports Illustrated Media podcast. He wrote, one thing this reel shows you is how much networks and sports leagues want the product to look like a video game. It is intentional. Mm -hmm. So here I've got... A video game feed on Peacock. I've got next-gen stats, which, which looks very video gamey. Yeah, yep. Richard Deitch, very plugged into the media landscape, says that. And Roger Goodell, in talking about it, says younger demographic. Yeah. It is intentional. While Nickelodeon is the first gateway into this kind of, hey, augmented reality stuff. Yeah. The funny thing is, Joe, if you go back far enough, the Fox Tracks puck, which lit up blue and red and had fireballs coming out of it, was way ahead of its time. And the technology is at a point now where you want to talk about the future of these games. Yeah. These streaming services do offer that in a way that traditional television kind of doesn't. Right. Not to say that traditional television can't do it, but just hasn't really seemed to put a toe in the water the same way that the streaming services have. Yeah. Are they – is that landing on people, though? Like, doesn't it – like, how long did you stick with that broadcast on, on uh, Saturday or Sunday? Um, Like, did you watch the whole game with it? 
No. No. Because that often is what happens to me. I like that the option is there. The next-gen stats, I think, on Thursday Night Football is the one I usually can go the longest with, sometimes even the whole game. Although, not always. I feel like those casts, I like that they're there. I'll try them out. And then after a quarter, I just kind of want my familiar angle, you know? Well, it, it, it just it's, there's more of a comfort in it. I, I agree. Don't know. It, it drives home how important it is to get the cutaway of the player's face after a shot. Yeah. As opposed to just... The all twenty two angle, the all twenty two, or zoomed out, or those next gen stats. Right. Often you're watching and you're getting a great look at the game, but you're not as intimate as you are with you're, the traditional broadcast. Yeah, you're only really getting like one, the one camera the whole time, versus like what what's the? I mean, one sixty five, right? One hundred sixty five different camera angles. I'm getting all of those. Yeah. With one, I got a producer or director behind the scenes that's running the game broadcast that is pointing, okay, go there, go there. Like, he's he's running the show. I got a maestro behind the scenes that's giving me all those different angles that I want to see. I like having the all-22 view from up high. I like having those different angles when I'm watching the main game, but that's all I'm getting out of it. Maybe, I, like, the next step is, like, I get a next-gen stats cast where I, I can watch the All-22 view, but when the play is not happening, I'm still getting the normal broadcast, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, and I think next-gen stats does do some of that. They do but, some of it, yeah. But but I, I this kind of gets back to the point about the Manning cast, and we'll get to a call here from TJ, which is when you're watching your own team, you feel like you need the intimate broadcast. I'm... Yeah into this game. I need to be brought as close to it as possible. I think about, you know, the Champions League and how it's nonstop slow-mo and pained faces and emotions and all this that they are really driving home. Stanley Cup, right? Zoom in on a guy who's got stitches across his nose. Mm-hmm. That's what you want when your team is playing. If you're just watching casually, and maybe it's a Tuesday game as opposed to something that matters a ton, then you maybe, maybe, you know, oh, I'll watch this from an interesting different angle or something. There'll be NBA games where I will put on that. You ever watch that around the rim or above the rim cast that they offer? Yes, I like that. If it's like the NBA Finals, I'm not putting that on for a second. Like, I need need all the romanticism of, like, what that usually is. TJ in Toronto. Hey, TJ, what's up? Yeah, I'm calling about that. I've been watching Buffalo Bills for about maybe 40 years. And apparently, okay, um, the same old, same old. I cannot believe they got a chance to win in the last two years. Good chance, good players, and nothing happened. If you do the same thing over and over again and expect to get a different result, it will not happen. And next year, going to be the same thing. It's going to be the same thing next year, on the other year, on the other year. You need a wholesale change in management, coaches, and GM. And get some people who want to come in and make it seem a robust team. You can't do the same thing over and over again. Now, people who are 84, 85, they're going to die by the time they win, win something. Everybody's waiting, waiting. How long are we going to wait with the same old, same old? It will not work. You have to make a, a really, really dynamic change yeah. to get him up a bit on track. Thank you. Thank you, TJ. It's a, it's a case for getting rid of Josh Allen, I guess, huh? Can't keep doing the same thing. Change the quarterback. Oh, you meant somebody else? Mm-hmm. Coach. Maybe the coach. Yeah. Well, they're not going to do it. He said management. He did. Um, yeah, it's not going to happen. Nope. I'm looking at – I'll save this for later today. 
the mock draft watch. Matty Glad, BuffaloBills.com, mock draft watch. I'm ready to boil down everything we're going to talk about for receiver for the next two months, mm-hmm. three, months three months, into a four-word phrase. Maddie's- and it's not wide receiver train. That's only three words. I can't even make that into <laughs> well, four. Here, I'll just do it real quickly here, and we'll get a break in. So there, she has a... 15 different mock drafts who the experts are saying the Bills might take. It's a mock yeah. draft. Watch it at buffalobills.com. And, you know, there's a, some have the Bills mocked a receiver and others don't. It's a four-word – word is clunky here because one of them is not really a word. but you'll, A phrase that is the most important for all of it on who they should take and how they should approach this. Mm-hmm. 15 different mock drafts, bunch of different receivers. There's some Brian Thomas Jr. There's some, uh, just scrolling down here, like who's in this any, mix. Any Troy Franklin? Yes, there's some Troy Franklin. Need that. There's uh, Xavier Worthy. There's Adnai Mitchell. And here's one that's a second-round pick. Again, these are these are scouting reports. So ESPN's Matt Miller had the Bills taken a center in the first round, which sounds psychotic. Weird. A center? I'll, I'll go with weird. Yeah. But... It's not impossible, you know, interior line help in the future after Mitch Morse. But he has the Bills taking Jalen Polk in the second round. And uh-huh. Washington receiver, I like him quite a bit. What he writes about Polk includes the four-word phrase that the entire draft should come down to for the wide receiver train. We've, we've said they're going to need a couple, and they need a couple different ideas and a couple different variations. Matt Miller writes of Jalen Polk. The six foot two, two hundred four pounder. Here's your forward phrase, Joe. Has future number one ability. Hmm. Yeah. The Bills need to come out of the draft with that. Yep. Which one is it? What? Whatever. There's going to be vertical guys. There's going to be yak guys. Has future number one ability. That's what I'm going to chase. Don't don't tweet me contested catches. Mm-hmm. Don't tweet me catch radius. I need number one ability. Mm-hmm. Maybe that guy doesn't hit it, but he has to have the the, the, the body of work, the skill set that that is an that is an outcome for him that exists. Yeah, because they're pro- that guy's probably going to need to be it when Diggs in two years. In two years, yep. yeah. Or if Diggs or, or, has already started to dry up the production a little bit already, or even if need Diggs, it now, even if he hasn't, yeah, you know that that phrase has to be in a receiver that the Bills take. Has to be there. Now, how many guys have that? A bunch of them. Right? A bunch of them do. 803-0550. Break time. We have uh, instant trivia coming up. Don Granado, Sabres head coach, coming up top of the hour as well. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. This song was the menu music for one of the recent NBA games. Yeah. So here's a question for you. I saw it suggested, because LeBron's in trade rumors. He's in trade rumors, and specifically he's in uh, Knicks trade rumors. Because his agent met with the Knicks president or something. Yes. And as, uh, you know, whatever, I got got a scratch and itch here. Okay. Bringing back LeBron v. MJ. If. Uh Uh-huh. He were to be traded to the Knicks and win a title. With the Knicks? With the Knicks. 
And it would have delivered titles to Miami, Cleveland, L.A., and New York. Four different teams, yeah. I mean, come on. That's pretty good. And one of them being the The Knicks. Knicks. The Knicks. (laughs) That would be pretty good. I want no- Maybe he thinks that's the path. Hey, if he wants to be better than Jordan, it's... Well, I'm probably not getting six. If I have time to win one more, where do I get the most credit for that one more? Yeah. And there's no way he gets more credit anywhere else than... I mean, if he won like with the, with the Hornets, maybe he'd get a <laughs> bunch of credit. But like the Knicks would be the one. I can't think of anything I want more in the sports world right now than him to get traded to the Knicks. I would love wow, that more than anything in the sports world. I, I mean, would. Arsenal is, might win the uh, Premier League. Look at you admitting that. Oh, look, all right, thank you for that. I mean, might very, uh, very loose on might. Jeremy and Joe. Good morning, Jimmy in Miami. Before the break, hey Jimmy. Hey guys. Good morning. Hey, um, talking about the Super Bowl and how things have changed. Um, a lot of the older guys that listen are probably a lot like me. Um, well, I saw the first Super Bowl uh, when I was a kid and um, well back then it was the AFL and then the NFL and the AFL was the upstart league and of course the NFL was the old uh, teams you know the Packers the Bears and the Lions and so on but um, there was a lot of drama leading up to the first Super Bowl uh, Pete Rozelle the commissioner formed the merger and it was going to be called then the AFC and the NFC so anyway there was all this drama, and I was an AFL guy uh, because of the Bills, of course, and uh, the Chiefs are playing the Packers. So the Packers really were like the Chiefs now, the insufferable uh, Green Bay Packers. That, that's all you heard about was uh, Lombardi and Bart Starr and how great they were and how they were going to just tear up any AFL team that came in their path. And, of course, the first uh, Super Bowl, uh, kind of went that way. We, we, we kind of saw the Chiefs that weren't going to win that game. And then, of course, the insufferable uh, Packers. Again, they beat the uh, Raiders the second Super Bowl. But then, of course, things changed. And, uh, you know, parity started to uh, eventually get into the league. And uh, we had the, the Jets win the next one. And then the Chiefs. Of course, I, back then I was rooting for the Chiefs because then they beat the uh, the Vikings in number four. But uh, a lot a lot has come, I guess, I guess you could say full circle. So now I'm, you know, of course, a Bills guy. And I, uh, <laughs> you, you root against the Chiefs. Yep. But uh, that was it, you know, uh, pretty much is what I wanted to say. Yeah, thanks, Jimmy. I, I have not – one thing that used to happen this week, Joe, this is another, like, we're old and you're young. Yep. Back before there were 30,000 different sports channels and, you know, television debate shows – is Brock Purdy a game manager? This week was completely dedicated to whether it's ESPN, it had to be on ESPN, mm-hmm. watching the 30 minute NFL films versions of Super Bowls. Yeah. It would it'd be like you, you would binge catch up on, okay, this is Super Bowl 24, watching the first 23 and seeing the <laughs> NFL films recaps, the 30 minute mm-hmm. versions of the 70s and the 80s and then. And those still exist, and you can NFL Network probably does those throughout. But that's that's something that I feel maybe that's what I'm missing. That the old Super Bowl, just seeing all those just, recaps and going back in time yeah. and, and remembering them for what they were, because that did kind of set the stage for okay, and here comes the next one. You know, how will this one be remembered? Right. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Thanks, Jimmy. And there are a lot of you know, as he mentioned, like the Chiefs 
The Chiefs are there early on from the start. They beat the Bills to go to Super Bowl one. Sabres head coach Don Granado for his uh, weekly spot. We got the Sabres and Stars at KeyBank Center tonight. The Sabres have a bit of a homestand here. We'll chat with him about the uh, injuries, of course, to Missia Samuelson. Got a couple guys coming back in the lineup as well. Uh, so we'll see what the Sabres head coach has planned. You can join us as well, 803-0550 here on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.